Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Somewhere deep within the Lower East Side, you will find a dive bar by the name of the Glam Clam. A world apart from the glamour of the winding Fifth Avenue, a dive bar that even at this hour blares aggressive electronic music. The bar is the prearranged rendezvous. Rendezvous. Not the right word. Of a motley crew known as the Dragon Friends, a safe house in plain sight owned by Horizon. Sparsely populated by a number of seedy-looking patrons, it is a place where you can find a measure of safety within the heady world of New York City. Baston, you have been there for several hours now, but already you see your friends beginning to arrive. Dave, Dave, as they as they come into the bar, you see Baston slumped asleep on the bar, and as he wakes up, he swallows the gum <laughs> and goes, ha, 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 I have bested you, beast! I'm the best! <laughs> That's all. Hello. <laughs> So, Friezo, the high elf sight case waiting to happen. Robert Pancakes, werewolf turned halfling. Sally Gunbear, the bear that has a gun. And <laughs> Filge, the asleep, snoring like a baby, half dead, half orc. You find yourselves in the glam. Wait, <laughs> was one of my parents an orc and the other half dead? <laughs> Undead, please. You know this. We've been doing this for two years. Mummy was spooky. <laughs> Bobson motions to the bartender, a rake-thin septuagenarian with a gnarled, luminous disc where his eye should be, who nods and presses a button behind a filthy bottle of sake. Suddenly, the music cuts out and the bar flies vanish into light, literally, as the distortion field that created them now powers down. And you find yourselves in a safe room with the gentle hum of... Um, obstruction showing that everything that you say in this room is safe for this is a horizon safe space. The dragon friends are struck by a kind of silence that they have not heard yet in this world or any world and the bartender adjusts his eye and a hologram appears at the center of a filthy table and you see the face of your benefactor, patron jailer even Mr. Sour. I, uh... Are unconscious. No, I'm half dead. Half orc. Thanks for reminding me. Make a death saving throw. (laughs) Still, but I had a whole interval. (laughs) (laughs) I rested in the interval so I could... You make it 11 plus, you wake up. You wake up. Yeah. Yeah. 
You have one hit point. Don't get too excited. I say one drink, please, barkeep. <laughs> so uh, Mr. Sour blinks into existence. Uh, can you hear me? Is this good line? Is it good line? I can see you. You know it's a good line. Is this good line? You've made this. Yes, it's and good And I'm holding out my hand doing this. Is she okay? Like gesturing for a drink. <laughs> like I'm getting impatient. <laughs> uh, somebody dead. gives you, you know what, the, the bartender septuagenarian gives you a glass of milk. Thank it's you. like, it's not even cool clockwork orange milk. It's milk. Thank you, Gavros. Will it give me extra hit points? It's milk. Oh, maybe it's a bit... Oh, the cow, what was that? It's good for my it's bones, It's good for your bones. Dave. You're getting bullied by the audience. No, I'm not. They're helping me. They're helping me. I should um, get some more milk points. You get one hit point. Go on, Mr. Oh. Sour. Uh, Mr. Sour says, it's funny that you uh, think this is time for asking for a drink when it's time you should be asking for a drink of mercy. It's not so good as light here where I am. A drink of what? Mercy. Like that's, m- it's French for thanks. <laughs> and that's for you, Mr. Fuckboy. By the way... Um, Bobby the- Fuckboy. It's French for me. Thank you. Could you not? It's so simple. You go into the party. You say, hello, I am Mr. Fashion Man. You set off alarm. I have to send in Sally Gunbear. By the hello, way, Sally. By the way, um, Robert Pancakes, the time that it's taken you to get into the bar, get reacquainted, meet the septuagenarian and so forth. It is now 4.30 a.m. And already in summer, the light is beginning to shine. The moon has gone down and you have become the feeble, filthy, pathetic half Oh, come on. Look, I I was doing a pretty good job up until a certain moon turned me into a werewolf. Yes, yes, yes. All would all like to blame the moon for our problems. Well, to be fair... <laughs> oh, my first marriage breaks down. Oh, it's Mr. Moon's fault. There are so many things that the moon is responsible for. The tides, <laughs> your marriage, <laughs> this predicament. So, yes, let's blame the moon. Okay, fine. I was married to wave. <laughs> <laughs> my wave. Sorry. <laughs> That's a, that's, a, that's a really good joke. Oh, that's a great <laughs> joke. <laughs> I'm going to reference the it later, about... so we have to keep it in. <laughs> the, the cool thing about the first act of Dragon Friends is it's like a D&D show, but we're drinking. The, the funny thing about the second act of Dragon Friends is it's a D&D show that's right after the first act of Dragon <laughs> Friends. My wave! <laughs> it is a good joke. I show. met somebody uh, who, who listens to the podcast... And it was like, and you'd never come to a live show and was like, I don't understand, like, every second podcast, it's, like, really weird and loose. It's like, <laughs> we're drunk. <laughs> you can't tell because it's two weeks apart. But magic of podcasting. Anyway, Mr. Sour goes on. Tell me, tell me, please. Tell me. The, uh, idiot, big person, sociopath, and tiny, tiny man. I want to grab you so much. <laughs> Tell me you have something for me about where Johnny PlayStation is. I have defeated a piece of chewing gum. (laughs) The handsome one is not allowed to talk anymore. Okay, um... And I don't mean me, I'm a wreck. (laughs) Baston, I I got this. Listen, Sour, Johnny PlayStation is in Freeside? Is that a place? Is that near here? Oh... Explain how you know this. Glitter Gleam gave me the information before she disappeared. She said, 
that he'd been sent in a cryo cell to Freeside. If what you say is true, and uh, I will have Sally Gunbear verified, and he motions that you take the note and make sure it says. So you have the uh, card I, that Glitter Gleam gave Bobby Pancakes. I pick the note up uh, with my claws and I hold it about one inch from my face. I stare at it for about forty-five seconds to a minute, um, then put some sunglasses on and then can read it clearly. Oh, that's right. You're a, <laughs> you're you're an extremely photosensitive bear. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you hang on, you, sorry, you put a pair of glasses on, they fell off, you put another pair of glasses on and were lost to the scuffle. How many pairs of sunglasses do you have? Oh, uh, secrets. <laughs> it's like, that old, it's like is... that old riddle, how many pairs of sunnies does a bear have? It's... Is it a sun bear? Oi! <laughs> uh, I'm a dad, can you tell? <laughs> gun bear. Is what they say true? Is PlayStation really in Freeside? Oh, well, it seems like on this piece of card it is true. I hate this voice so much. <laughs> <laughs> the writing seems right, and I, against any other better judgment, we have to believe him. Okay. It's, but it's signed by D, the initial D. Do we, who, who could that be? This is so above your pay grade, it's like stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's just hurtful, frankly. Do you know what will be hurtful for you? If I don't give you antidote to sex in the back of your neck. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Mispronunciation aside. Mispronunciation aside, Mr. Sauer has a point. A reminder that all of you, Frizo, Baston... Bobby, you have myocardic toxin embedded in the back of your necks that any moment could burst, rendering you paralytic. I thought we had a week. Possibly even dead. We've got a week, though, right? Yes, what do you do after you that don't week? Know Go how to long the you beach? He said a week. Yes, you, you have a week. week. Yeah. Is, is working week or regular week? Ah, <laughs> uh, Phil, yes. Look, uh, this fuck up, as you say, is now your fuck up, too. Uh, Horizon will not be too happy that uh, you've let the whereabouts of PlayStation uh, get so far as Freeside. What's Freeside? At that point, at that point um, Filge, a, the vision of Mr. Sauer vanishes and you see a um, montage of different news networks talking about a horrific terrorist attack that has happened in the upper um, swanky suburbs of New York City. The Guggenheim under siege possibly at the hands of a junior vice president of Horizon Corp Japan Division who is now missing, assumed dead, her aircraft already confiscated and of course the police, NYPD Inc, humiliated at the hands of these terrorists already absconded with devastating stock portfolio (laughs) ramification. And Phil like presses her nose up against the projection, and she's like, "Oh, this no good." Me feel sorry for this executive. <laughs> me must know her. Maybe me ran into her at Water Fountain. Whoa, <sighs> me glad me not her right now. Just a sour back. Yes. This is the fuck up. I have to mop up. This is why I sent Sally Gunbear, the best, to mop up your stupid shit. 
You should not be laughing, you. I have, I have sack in the back. Never mind. <laughs> no, finish that thought. Sex in the back of your head. But the point is, if, as you say, is true, the PlayStation really is in free side, <laughs> there is uh, very little we can do to retrieve him. What's free side? <sighs> okay, so like, I do not know why you are so simple. <laughs> <laughs> I've I been do, here three days. <laughs> I do not presume to know, but the most famous structure built by mankind, and you go, oh, what is it? I don't know. You, that, that's how you sound, by the way, when you talk. You sound like that. And at that point, a vision behind the projection of Mrs. Sauer shows a structure. It seems a gleaming spire of metal and chrome that erupts from the globe and forms a kind of space elevator, a structure floating above the Earth in synchronous orbit. Oh, yeah, me know that place. Me had corporate retreat there. Which oh, is... Oh, V, good team building exercises. Which is true. Me learned improv. <laughs> This is bizarrely true. Uh, Phil, you spent eight hours in Freeside once at a corporate training seminar. And I know exactly where that is. In space. Yes, it's in space. In space! Jump, I say, and then I freeze. (laughs) There is one way... Oh, boy. ...to be able to get to Freeside and spend enough meaningful time there to retrieve... The asset. You. <laughs> we can get you in space elevator to become a resident of Freeside, but you need to be on database. That is impossible. Why is it impossible for us to be on the database? Because. Uh, it is an airlocked, uh, self-contained server that lives in the middle of the central bureaucracy building in London. Oh! In, in fact, at that point, at too. that point, um, you see behind Sauer again. Images show of a of a um, incredibly fortified compound, a mega corporate holding cell for data in the middle of the United Kingdom, which is known as the Zurich Orbital Gemeinschaft Bank. The what? The Zog Bank. Zurich Orbital, Orbital Gemeinschaft. Gemeinschaft? Yep. Right. Like Volksgemeinschaft, which means the people's mineshaft. <laughs> Abs- absolutely does not. Absolutely does not. So the Zurich Orbital Gemeinschaft Bank is a Germano-Anglo data facility which is responsible for the comings and goings of citizens across the world, corporate and geolocated. Of course, to make access to Freeside, the only space elevator at the top of what is known as the Needle, one must be listed as a citizen of Freeside. And the only way to do that is to be recorded in the records and annals of the Zurich Orbital Gemeinschaft Bank. Okay, and Sauer goes, um, look, there is one way to do this and it could kill you, but to be honest, I do not um, care. So... (laughs) Look, we need to get you to the building. We cannot hack it remotely. I'm dying. <laughs> and I've lost the ability to talk. 
now who has sex in the back of their neck? <laughs> um, basically, we cannot hack it remotely, but if we get somebody into the central server node, then Gunbear can do her stuff. At this point, he shows you a design of a data spike, which is a uh, piece of technology you are familiar with, Gunbear, which is a local um, node for hacking, which will allow Sauer remote control of any megacorp data facility. Wait a minute. Are we going to go into the Matrix? Maybe, Simon. Are you talking about the very successful 1999 film? <laughs> yes, by the Wachowski, Wachowski siblings. <laughs> um, so, uh, Frieza pipes up and says uh, to Sauer, all right, so how do we get from here to London? Oh, I don't know. You walk. What the fuck do you mean? Like, I have a plane. As he says I that, as he says that, powerful vibrations seem to break around you, and the septuagenarian bartender clicks a button under his bar, and the roof of the glam clam seems to open as your trench coats and suits and fur, I suppose, are buffeted by the wind as above you you see beating overhead powerful floodlights um controlling your every movement you see a Sikorsky sky crane a huge megalifter helicopter of a style that you recognize as pre-war and by that I mean the the 2040 World War 3 pre-war design um, of a giant megalifter which is already descending a freight crane landing platform down full of crates into the floor of the dive bar yeah, and he says, hovering overhead. I feel bad because uh, I've been very harsh to you. I called you tiny man. Uh, I called you sociopath. You, I think, what? left alone. Big stupid idiot. Okay, well, that's fine for me. <laughs> But now I am like how you say Santa Claus. I give you all gifts for this heist. To you, Bobby Pancakes. A kiss. <laughs> a secondary Hang kiss. Hang on, do you want that or do you... No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> Haven't we, we, you, every other time we've been about to give you presents, you've asked for things. Uh, yeah, give me, give, me, give me a present. Open this crate. And there's a crate that's closest to you. And um, there's a crowbar next to it. I, I open it. All right. You inside. You see a beautiful red metallic chrome uh, motorbike that seems to hum with potent energies, even as Mr. Sauer describes it. Best on, my idiot friend. Even okay. Uh-huh. He d- it's a microline Canada 650, um, which is a motorbike with. <laughs> Some of you get that reference. What? Tell us why that is, is funny. Is it the one from Akira? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is a motorbike that has uh, thermoptic dampening technology and twin-mounted beanbag launchers. So it, can f- it has guns at the front of it beanbag? and it can oh, go yeah. invisible for a minute. Wait, both of our Mine? That's yes, yours. That's yours. Oh. You get it. Oh, wow. You're like a child. Me? For me? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's a Microline Canada 650. Canada. Best on, please, this smaller crate. All right. This is a small, and long he, case. And he tries to open it with his hands. It takes it takes hours, um, but but once you have pried it loose, you find inside what seems like a long shape wrapped in a heavy brocaded cloth. I undo the cloth. Inside that cloth, you see 
what seems to be a long metallic object, a shape that you have recognized, but one that you probably thought you would not see again. It is, in fact, a long, heavy long sword, and you recognize by its design and craftsmanship. It is the name sword of Sergei von Zarevich, the magical sword that was lost to you from season two. We oh. find this by your body when we find you, and I think, eh, maybe now, now it's time to give back. Thank How do I ride it? I thought you would have been more excited. I'll figure that out. out. Um, Filge, please, take the uh, even smaller box. I I grab it and I punch it open. Okay, sure. I wish you Um, had... Inside you find what seems to be almost like a keyboard, but covered with electrodes and a small screen. This is, in fact, um, on top of it is proudly proclaimed Shiawasi Cyber 5 Cyber Deck. And this is for you... A very special item. This is what passes for a third-generation futuristic computer, and this is a tool with which one can access the Matrix, that impossible magical world. (laughs) You look so disappointed. What did you want? Big, big gun. Boxing, you've got to be the nerd on this adventure. Bob's, uh-huh. No, I'm the jock. Bobson's yeah. like, oh my, oh my bloody goodness, is that, a, is that really what I think it is? Oh, God. And he goes, can I play? I mean, I'm not even going forward, but can I please just touch it with I my... I off point, Dexter. Oh. And I shove him across the room. All right. <laughs> I got a computer. What does it do? <laughs> <laughs> and Bobson's like, what? Are, what? Are, what? Bobby says, can you play Snake on it? <laughs> uh, and then... Um, Even smaller box next to it. Sal is like, and you, Frizo. Yes? I have not forgotten you. Please, open the box. Uh, I think I missed you most of all. <laughs> <laughs> I, um... I, I, uh, Frizo opens the box. What does he do? What does he get? Inside the box, you, find, you see... A twin of something quickly recently departed of you. It is a Colt 45 pistol. <laughs> it's a gun. I got you another gun. How did he get a gun? What do you get? The man who has a gun? Another gun. So he like big cowboy man. <laughs> I I lunge at the I lunge at the hologram and tongue kiss it. <laughs> As and, like a thank you. Anyway, gun bear, you have everything you need. Please make sure that at least some of them don't die. Oh, wait. I, I can't help but notice that all these lovely young people got presents. And, well, you know, it was my birthday last week. And it seems like you've not got any little crates. Oh, yes. Oh, no, no, of course. This is, is, there is another. Uh, Jenny? Jenny? And he looks off to the side of the hologram. Did we not have another crate for... That's Jenny for you. Um, <laughs> that's Jenny! Do you know what? No, do you know what? I'm going to do it. Jenny, you are fired. Stop crying. She's crying. She's so sad. But she, you, I, Sally Gunbear is very important to me and you let, you forgot. So you are out. Oh, that's all right, Mr. Sauer. You know, Jenny was telling me that her whole family is is dying. Stop you there for a second. She needed money for for medicine. Sorry, Kate. But now all of a sudden she's been fired. I guess this is the best birthday present after all. 
Kate. That strongly suggests no. that he didn't make Jenny up, can which I is, just, which can is I fine, just, I guess. Can I just... Oh, that's Sally's you, super An dumb. episode ago, you started this character inexplicably Irish. But really, I've got to really feel at the moment, I'm just getting a lot of Sam Gamgee. <laughs> there is a oh, bit of Oh, you that. know, Mr. Frodo, <laughs> share the load. And he goes... <laughs> She's, he goes, she's a huge fan of Lord of the Rings. He goes, but of course... Uh, but those are the stories that really mattered. You know, the ones that really meant something. You and I... Stop! Stop! No more quotations. Peter Jackson will come for us. Um, <laughs> yes, well, de- with that unpleasantness taken care of, please hop on plane. London, bye-bye! And by the plane, he means, of course, the Sikorsky Sky Crane because the freight elevator is already lifting and your motorbike... Sword, nerd shit, and gun are already being lifted into the sky. Gun Bear shows you how to carabino yourselves onto the harness, and with the whoosh of dust, the Sikorsky Sky Crane takes off for a new adventure is already awaiting you in the new United Kingdom. All of you take one hit dice of life, of hit points back. And I guess, Frizo, if you decide to ignore everyone and take a rest, you can have all your spell slots what back. What does that mean, Dave? Guys. So we get to roll and then we get the... Oh, yeah, for fuck's sake. I suggest that we stick to these code names for the rest of the mission. What, so, what? so, Simon, your motorbike, I'll be sword, Hing, your gun, and, yes! and Alex, shit. your nerd shit. Could you... S- and Sally can be a uh, birthday girl. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Okay, so we all get kind of hit points back and spell slots and... Oh, so I roll for it? Yeah, you just get and one hit dice back. And does Bobson get stuff back? Oh, Bob's, Bobson, your present is the most important of all, says Sour. <laughs> well, does... Because he, he's, pl- he's on the crane. Yep. Is there a room? Is there a room? Are we... What is a crane? No, so imagine like a freight... Okay, a Sikorsky Sky Crane is the most powerful heavy lifter old Russian surplus helicopter that exists. So it is actually capable of carrying wide loads, like tanks. Whoa, even. whoa, whoa. Is it carrying the bar? No. But it is It is capable of carrying, for instance, um, your Canada 650. It's capable of carrying all of the Dragon Friends and their new... Like to gear. London. To London. Are Where? there pants on this? What? Because Bobson needs some pants. Ah! Phil- because Frito has the piss pants. <laughs> oh, hang on. Well, 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 Bobson, it appears I have something you want and you have something I want. Well, Your allegiance. Well, gosh, I mean, I mean, I mean, trading poo pants for piss pants. You belong to me, Bobson, I say, stepping in front. Well, You're my assistant. Slave. <laughs> yes, but, yes, but why do And then I go, slave, so that everyone can hear it. Yes, but, I mean, look, in a material sense, um, uh, he has slightly less soiled pants for me. And i got to say, this is a very, very low moment for Bobson Dugnut, but is the lowest? Absolutely not. All right. Bobson Dugnut, I will give you these piss pants. Bobson, I will give you these piss pants for but one favour that I ask at any time. What? What? At, at, like, at some point I'll ask you to do a thing and you were sworn to do that thing for me, but I'll give you the piss pants now. Don't take it. Oh, Don't right, take fine. it. I mean, it's, a, it's a bad smell and nobody likes it. Wait, does this mean that... 
Wait, are these extra pants that you're carrying around that are soaked in urine? If no. you remember back to episode one or two or maybe mm. three. Two. Three. I think it was three. Uh, Bobson yes. pissed himself and in a cupboard and Hing took the pants that Bobson had discarded. Right, okay. So Thanks. all he's doing is training up from shit-covered pants yes. to piss-covered pants. Well, I think you'd agree that that's a pretty good trade. In the absence of, of, of good pants... Oh, sure, we don't like the pants that you're wearing. Six hours later. <laughs> the Sikorsky Sky Crane has made its way, firstly, across the Pacific Ocean and then Atlantic. found itself... <laughs> oh, no, they went via Japan. They went the wrong way. <laughs> there was a refueling in Japan. Don't overthink it. The Sikorsky Sky Crane has found itself in... Um, low altitude hover mode <laughs> over the United, the new United Kingdom, and nearby the Zurich Orbital Gemeinschaft Bank. Sally Gunbear is giving you your final briefing. This institute holds the servers that allow one access to the Freeside Registry, and it is your target. However. It is incredibly securely controlled, this time by the Renraku Group, another one of the megacorporations. In fact, this time, one of the big 12, one of the biggest megacorporations on Earth. Mm. Now, the Gemeinschaft Bank is incredibly locked down. However, it is up to you to find your access to it. A low orbital pass over it in this stealth-modified sky crane will allow you access to the ceiling and you are, in fact, about to abseil down. This is your last chance before you make contact. So it's like it just doesn't have a roof? It's just, like, hollow? That is absolutely not what I said. (laughs) It's not what he said at all, really. No, We're but about to land on the roof of the building. Yeah. Do you think How my do motorbike get, will be Are you be familiar good on the roof with roof? <laughs> no, sorry, How what? Do we get through the roof, though. Well, we'll, we'll work well, that out when we land on the roof. Can I ask questions, through, like Sorry, can I just say, Alex, if you're at a point where you're confused and Ping is explaining to you what happened. <laughs> but where is Alex Lee? So, um, Bob. Bobson, do we have comms? Can we talk to each oh, other? Oh, actually, the last, before you left, Mr. Sauer indicated and the bartender gave you all microbeads, which are small devices that fit in your ear, which mean if you whisper below any opportunity for anyone to hear, you can all hear each other as if you were shouting. Did you say microbeads? Micro <laughs> bees. Hello, bees. <laughs> this is a microbead. Okay, got it. Are these poison as well? You've got to tell us if I ask. <laughs> That's a rule. And Bobson goes, they go in your bum. <laughs> no, you're just shitting right Sorry, does it. this variety of microbead go in your bum? Well, Bobson thinks they do. Um, I cannot stress enough that these will work in any orifice. Um, but Bobson <laughs> sticks his up his bum. The important thing you've got to know about the beads is that they go in your bum. <laughs> So Dave and then he clarify. sees that everybody has them in his ear. There he is. And he goes, ah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I, just, I just want to point out that literally the joke there was a goblin put a bead in his bum. That was the extent of the comedy we were doing there. Do you remember, do you remember like a month ago you were doing... Hovering a, a over. Very well, Dave, a I very ask? well-reviewed play. <laughs> 
Um, it's a distant No, memory. sorry, is Kate. The point, shut up. Is the point that <laughs> they smuggle me in and then I, like, do the little tinkering on the Yeah, computer, this is correct? absolutely right. And this is Great. a good question to ask. In fact, a reasonable question. <laughs> and therefore useful as opposed to the waste of time <laughs> that is happening. So your, no, I mean, I love putting stuff your in mission wrong, is to deliver... Your mission is to deliver Sally Gunbear to the central core server in the basement of the Zurich Orbitalgemeinschaft oh, Bank okay. and therefore allow you to spike it with your data spike, which will give sour control of the database and let him enter you all as free citizens of Freeside. Cool. That sentence ended better than I thought it would. <laughs> um, when, we, when we land on the, on the roof, um, Sally... Uh, Flicks open her little arm thing again and pulls out. Um, so you're all abseiling down to the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She pulls Does out. Does the character call it her arm thing? Uh, no, she calls it um, my little baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she clicks it open, pulls out a little electric razor, um, and says to everyone else, "Now I don't know if you know a thing or two about humans and bears, but I can tell you this for free: if I try and get in there and anyone sees even one iota of bear hair." They're going to kill me dead before you could say zippy zoo. So. Do you do this before any mission? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, and then I say, now, which one of you pretty little delicate hands is going to take all of Sally's fur off her hairy, hairy back? I volunteer. Uh, <laughs> and she hands him the electric razor and, and huddles over. Uh, what do you want? This takes me back to my days as a stable boy. And Baston slowly, erotically shaves Sally Gunbear. Meanwhile... I don't know, sorry. I don't know if anybody's seen a shaved bear. I happen to have. But <laughs> no, no, you haven't. <laughs> that is bullshit. No, I have. I've seen one. Um, on the internet. On the they, internet. They don't look like people. <laughs> <laughs> sure, right. but they're not wearing clothes. <laughs> Can I stop you right there and say that Baston... Sally Gunbear, Filge, Freezer, you are all on the roof. Filges? Um, no, sorry, Filge isn't. Bobby, you are. Where am I? Well, that's a good question because Bobson, Dugnut, and Filge, as the nerds of the group. Just a couple of nerds hanging out. Me, no nerd. Me, no, me, big jock. You know what? I love all of bloody Nutella. What? <laughs> the thing that I like. The two bacon. of you are oh. sitting. The two of you are sitting in the cockpit of the Sikorsky Skycrane and you are now unwrapping your incredibly expensive Shiawasi Cyber 5 Cyber Deck. Oh, and already, Bobson Dugnut is explaining how to use it. All right, well, I've got, gosh, I mean, like, it would be actually a bit easier if I didn't, but it's a thousand thing that had to be used. All right, here we go. Um, look, basically, we're going to jack you in. Bye, Filch. Drink first. But <laughs> <laughs> these electrodes, and he takes the um, the, the basically it's, little, it's not really electrodes, like they're, you know, they're, it's like they're, a they're little plastic suction cups, and he sticks them on your forehead, Filch. Look at this thing. Uh, this thing is go to the brain. This thing is the interface with the with the bloody cyberspace. Uh, and then I hit this button, and everything. Goes By black. the way, at this point, you also notice that Bobson Dugnut is dressed in what seems to be knee to t shirt, like arm length, um, streamlined. What? Have you ever seen the movie Tron? Gotcha. So this is my hacking gear. 
So anyway, here's what's going to happen. When I press this button, things are going to go... He's also wearing like a swimming cap, yeah. but it has electrodes on it. Yeah. Now look, when I press this button, things are going to get pretty freaky for you. Yeah, me no. You said everyone will be black. <laughs> Is that what you said? Oh, I said everything will go black. Oh, <laughs> Phil wasn't listening. Anyway, uh, I'm going to press this button. Before I do, you're going to kind of conk out a little bit, but then you're going to be in cyberspace, and I'm going to stand guard in case any nasties try and hurt you. And he does How a little... How filled know that she can trust you? Uh, well, I've worked for you for, for about seven or eight months and uh, I think I have a pretty exemplary... <laughs> uh, Sally comes up right behind him and no, holds you're, her you're gun. On the, no, you're on the oh, roof. You're on the roof. We oh. already oh. Where, where are these guys? Inside the heli. Anyway, and he the button. All right, at that point, points of light seem to appear. The world goes black and you find yourself in the world of cyberspace, a world of 3D shapes, geometric and otherwise, and colour that seems to coalesce. As already you can see on the horizon, the, the New York City grid, that pyramid of light and power that represents all data flowing into this city, um, which is already United Kingdoms, which I've forgotten. So you see it well because you have travelled from there and instead you see also another pyramid Maybe more important, perhaps I should have started with, which is the central data route of these United Kingdoms. <laughs> I'm, I'm begging you, just go with it. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Oh yeah, me get it. <laughs> Yourself a formless shape of light and power. You feel for the first time free in your life. Um, Unshackled from gravity. Unshackled from that meat space that you once dwelled. You are now free to flit as points of data through this space. I'm a cyber bee. (laughs) You cannot help but feel, Field, that this is something that was meant for you. This is a space you were meant to inhabit and... Your very synapses thrum with psychic energy as you realize that you can control this world from inside. You are a natural hacker. Oh, which one of these bits of light will I go into? Oh, I I lack the basic understanding to be in this world. At this point, a small... A small psychic being, which you recognise the shape of Bobson Dugnut, appears. He seems to be wearing what one, a dork, might think is cool futuristic clothing. But to you, you feel, is like a strange kind of sexy barbarian harness worn by a fat dork. Hello, I'm here too. I have some electrodes, so I plug them in, and I put them into the thing, and then I put the electrodes in my butt. So here I am. Just so, just sorry. Can we? Yeah, no, you can sidebar this. Yeah, are we in the green bit of the matrix? Yes. 
So we're like numbers. I'm in the numbers. I'm in the green numbers. No, that's probably not the best. No, way that's to fine, Ben. Is it kind of like, like if the Matrix was that? Did you ever see that movie Simpsons, Hackers? He goes yeah. into three D world and it's just like a grid and it's like. Did you ever see that movie Hackers? I did actually. I had to watch it for for a gig. But it's on yes. Netflix now. It's the best. Um, it's horrible. That's Dave's like, you, movie review. You could have told me to watch it. <laughs> you are basically inside a program. Yeah, and, yeah, the green bit. Yeah, and you can you can. F- Got it. You are the on on your left is the um, West Atlantic um, cyber grid. On the to your east and around you is the United Kingdom central data transfer hub. And, and I have all power. I'm all powerful. Well, well, you can go wherever you want. Yeah, you I'm can a little go wherever you want. Right. You're a little buzzy cyber bee. Got it. And okay. you can already see that cluster of ice and um, information that is the Zurich. Orbital Gemeinschaft Bank. Now that's what we're going to want ahead because these guys are on the roof. We're going to need like, control of that building. All right, um, I go to fly towards it, but before I do, I grab Bobson by his cyber he's collar. He's a tiny fairer. I- imagine, yeah, okay, sure, he's wearing a collar. You've imagined him as you see him, which means that you've seen a sexy slave in a G-string and collar and with tiny fairy wings. I give him a kiss on the mouth and then I say... If you cross me, me will kill you. And then I flap off because I'm a little cyber bee. <laughs> um, towards the thing. Yep, sure. Yep. And you, you, so you dive headfirst into the data cluster that is the Zurich Orbital Gemeinschaft Bank, Zog Bank as hackers know it, and you find yourself inside. And already you can see switches, pylons, the ability to control this space. There is already, you can see the air conditioning system, the ventilation shafts. It is all arrayed as a spectacular grid of points of light and numbers in front of you. And now you find yourselves on the roof of the building, Bobby, Friso, Sally, Baston. Uh, by now, uh, Baston has reached Sally's face uh, and is shaving the sides of her face, but they've slowed down. They could have finished a long time ago, but have chosen not to. We're really taking our time. Yeah, yeah. And he's just kind of slowly going up the side of her face, and she's yeah, making. Yeah, if like, anything, it is unnecessarily. Yeah, real slow. And she's making like, if you've ever heard a rat, when a rat's happy, it goes like. <laughs> She's, she's making like the bare equivalent of that, which is like... <laughs> okay, great. Is this um, like weirdly erotic? Yes, yeah, so I'm really, erotic. So I'm just really upset that I've never heard a happy rat. Yeah, like, I'm just good. realising that it's now. It's called Bruxy. Okay, you're shaved. Congratulations. <laughs> so you find yourselves on the floor and already you can, through your micro beads, you can make communication to Filge if you want to. Filge! <laughs> Uh, I was just uh, doing definitely professional things. Um, what? Uh, how'd you go? How'd my little filgy filge go? Did you find the special spot? Mm, me and the green bit. <laughs> <laughs> now, you can see already the roof is covered. In fact, you can already see that it seems to be an abandoned wasteland. However, the ventilation shafts that form the air conduits through the building are jammed closed. Me can help you with that. You, I, you I, can help with that. Yeah. <laughs> and I like flap up to the ventilation shaft button and I say beep boop 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 beep boop boop boop. <laughs> and it opens. Now the funny thing about the Matrix is that however someone visualizes it is how it is. So 
D10 to open the ventilation shaft. DC 10, you've got plus 15. Yeah. So you make your beep, beep, boop sounds, and Bob Bobson is frankly horrified. The ventilation shafts crank and grind open out of sequence as the building opens itself to you. Is there um, stairs inside the ventilation shaft? There are ventilation shafts inside mm. the ventilation. Do I have my motorbike? Sorry, go on. Do I have my motorbike? I, did you bring your motorbike to infiltrate a secure data yeah, facility? Yeah, actually, if it drops you on the roof, it can, it can drop you down, sure. Yeah. You want it? Yeah. Okay. I rode my motorbike down the shaft. <laughs> yes! All right. Um, I'm going to allow that. So you awkwardly, slowly... Like I'm straddling it and like walking it up to the lip of the shaft. Yeah, um, yeah, sort of sitting there in neutral. Just you... quickly, what are my powers of the motorbike again? It has, you... it has, a, beanbag, it has a beanbag gun mm-hmm. that fires from the front, one shot only, yep. but two twin-linked shots. And it also has... <laughs> Why are you doing this? It has <laughs> a thermoptic camouflage system which will allow it to go and you to go invisible for one minute. Well, I think that'll be useful. I turn that on. (laughs) What? Were you in the shaft? Yeah, I don't want them to detect me. You very awkwardly bring a motorbike into the air ventilation shaft. Which is like, sorry, can I ask for some clarification here? Go ahead. (laughs) Does the shaft just drop? Yes. Oh, so not a classic shaft. Well, hey, what, what, what is a classic <laughs> shaft? It's like a, an easy, like, decline down. Do you mean a that? useful shaft for Simon Griner to bring an imaginary Sorry, motorbike Bobby down? Bobby Pancakes. I'm thinking of more like a like a wet and wild water slide, <laughs> like a spiral. So we'll go. I'm going to say you can awkwardly, painfully bring your motorbike down into this building, a building that you may not reclaim your motorbike from. In which case, you will definitely, in the future, wish that you had not lost your motorbike inside a Zog Bank building. So. The motorbike, you awkwardly make your way down and soon you find yourselves inside the archives. The level um, 12 to 15. So do they just follow him down the shaft? What do you do? All right, so... So Bobby just... Yeah, follow him down the shaft. That was very easy. (laughs) You make your way down the shaft and soon you find yourselves inside late at night um, in the UK, in the abandoned archives. Are there any of... guards? No, no. Well, this is a good question. You could hear them, and they could. Have... So you you soon find a exit point from the um, ventilation shafts, and you find yourselves in the archives. This is stack essentially. This is an area where data goes to die, and it seems to be at this late hour abandoned. You are now on level fourteen of this building. You've been told that the central processing core is in the sub-basement. So you are some 16 levels above where you want to be. I look for an elevator. I look for the stairs. All right, you... (laughs) You're splitting the party? No, I'll look for an elevator too. But if we don't find one... 
You find your way to the elevators. Now, a a, a function of this building is, of course, these incredibly secure areas. You can't call an elevator from here. So you are going to need to find a way to bring the elevator to you. Bilge, bring us the elevator. We're uh, in the archives. Is Phil, as she slow, like, the longer that she's in the Matrix, like, the more she understands it? Yeah, she's in, if anything, a natural. If that's true of you, which I'm not... (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Phil just like, no problem, boys and bear. Um, (laughs) Is that a reference to the band Boy and Bear? No, it's a reference to her favourite type of berry. (laughs) (laughs) Don't clap that. I thought it was good. And she goes, just one moment, I'll just speak to it. And then she goes, elevator. Please retrieve my friends from... Make an intelligence check, DC 12. And you can talk computer now, and that's how computer sounds. Phil does not have high intelligence. No, make an advantage. You have two chances at this. DC 12, but Bobson is helping you. So you need to beat 12 with Phil's abysmal intelligence. 19. 19 will do it! With a perfect, superfluous almost um, wheeze and a beep, an elevator appears for you. And it and gives me a compliment. The program or the elevator? The elevator, I guess, is. Boy, the elevator should give Filge a compliment. You're looking nice today. Thank you, elevator. And the elevator wheezes open. <laughs> uh, we go inside. It was like, Filch, can you take us all the way down to the place we need to go? Now, this is interesting. Okay, so <laughs> the sub-basement is locked for standard elevators. Unfortunately, you need CorpSec security or vice president or higher security for Renraku Global Inc. So you don't have that at the moment. And without those credentials, you can't make your way to the sub-basement. So where, where do you we can, not- however, control yourself through the archives, through the employee strata structure, let's or get you as can go to can. the public lo- lobbies. Let's go to the let's get to the as low as we can. So what's the ground floor, the lobby? Yeah, we're in the lobby. And there are there any are there any uh, any of those people? Are there any credentials in the building right now? You have now? a motorbike in the elevator. Yep. So- and I got a plan. We come down to the lobby and the doors open. And we're like. Ladies and gentlemen of Renroku, we have a special giveaway for employees of the building. (laughs) We need to, uh, we've randomly generated a lottery and all we need to do is check your employee ID and you could drive away tonight with this motorbike. Make a, make a charisma. All right, all right, okay. All right, so that succeeds. And a junior vice president of the company who is named... Ah! Sorry? No, 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 I'm sorry, but, like, the Canada 650 was enough. So, its name... The name is Dykel Carmichael. <laughs> oi, 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 I'd like to... I'd like to win a motorbike. I'd like to win a motorbike for driving and whatnot. Is he Welsh? Is he Northern? I think he might be Welsh. That's not Welsh. He's definitely not Welsh. No, he's a a Northern. He's Northern. I know where I'm from. That's like Somerset. 
And it's yeah, somewhere. He's from Somerset. I'm from Somerset, and I'd bloody love a motorbike. Can, These are the two things I know about myself. In that, in that voice, can you say, Filge, you're a wizard now? Filge, you're a wizard now. And then from, like, somewhere inside in the building, you hear, yay! Dykel Carmichael approaches you, Bobby. Are you in the elevator? No, we've come out of the elevator. Okay. With a motorbike. Oh, a motorbike. gosh, well, I really hope that my bloody dead ticket is the one that wins the motorbike. Uh, and I take and I go, Mr. Dykel Carmichael? Dykel Carmichael well, of, of, of Farfigel Lane. <laughs> <laughs> so um, all we have to do now is head down to the sub-basement, put this uh, employee uh, pass into the... Uh, Mainframe, which will no. unlock the motorbike. No. Your biometric. Oh, no. Hang on, oh, hang that's, on just a one moment here. That's definitely another charisma check because that is some. No, no. I don't want them to think you cheated. This is this is right here. This you need to make twelve. That's a nineteen. <laughs> Mr. Kymichael, sir. Um. Today is your lucky day. Let's oh gosh, well head on down. And then, the, and then Filch makes all the like audio, the loudspeaker system say, "Congratulations, Mr. Darmichael." Unnecessary, unnecessary, but intelligence saving throw, like intelligence um, throw DC twelve. Me? No, Filch. Uh-huh. I'll just pull it off. I'll just pull it off, right? Pull it off. But I'm best friends with the computer now. Well, I got a nine. Okay. All of the symbols. <laughs> all suddenly, Dykel, Carmichael, all of the um, PA systems in the lobby, like, just exhibit powerful static, like angry bees. Hello, that- bees. <laughs> Are the bees back? <laughs> that's, a, that's a traditional lucky bee. This is a Japanese motorcycle, and the lucky bee is a... Stereotype of (laughs) (laughs) Japanese luck. (laughs) I mean, mean, far be it for me to look a gift motorbike in the mouth. As I say, let's go down to the sub-basement. Charisma saving throw, DC 11. Me? Yeah, 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 to see if you work this this out. That's a 10. All right, you know, that's fine for a junior executive plus two. So you... Oh, no, sorry, yeah, plus two. No, you think something is going on. Well, hang on a second. Last time I was told I won a competition, they said you'd won a, a bloody hover dog. <laughs> they said it was a dog that hovered from... from. Uh, let me tell you, they told... <laughs> and they said you'd By this a... stage, by the no, way, wait, he's I, already... I'm... No, but can I just say, you've brought him into the elevator, so you were travelling down to the sub-basement. So you are, you are separated from the lobby with him, but he now thinks something is up. Anyway, turns out it was just a dog with the legs cut off. <laughs> so I, I don't know, I mean, Michael McMichael's not feeling particularly good about this transaction anymore. Are we on the, are we on the sub-basement level? We're still travelling. This is the vice president of the company, isn't it? This is the vice president. Junior this is vice. one of oh, many. Junior. There's right, about right. yeah. There's about six junior vice presidents. His okay. his corporate ID up. embedded in the back of his neck would be enough to travel you through to the sub basement. Yeah, Dykel, 
That is why we have three members of HR with us today and to make sure nothing like that happens again. I am a HR. Right, and who are you? I pull out my gun. <laughs> <laughs> this shit's going dry. I'm not taking any risks. And I say, give me your neck. <laughs> well, if a man asks for his neck, they go, yep, sure. And he gives it Make an intimidation check, oh, Frieza. I mean, what does he need to be, really? You're an idiot, so DC 10. Be 10. 15. Did it. I jam his neck into the center. All right. Um, your, your neck is jammed to the center, and the elevator starts to go down. Yep. Well, I bloody hope I'm getting a motorbike at the end of this. Serious? Oh, Yubi, this is a lot of work to do for a motorbike, but I mean, I guess it's going to be worth it. You just threatened you with a gun. Yeah, no, I just see, are you... It's a new HR policy. <laughs> I but, just but also, like, United sorry, Airlines. Sorry, like, I'm... Very topical. Oh, Very topical, shit. you guys. Topical. Very topical. Ring-a-ding-ding, that's the topical bell. I will say that this... I reckon, I reckon there's definitely a PR person at United Airlines who goes, oh, this was a shitty week, but I don't reckon any Dungeons & Dragons podcasts are going to pick up on this. Yep. And I also reckon this is going to go to air in about a month's time. And everyone's going to be when like, When it is nicely tired. Very dated. Very dated. Um, Michael Hing is bad at No, the reason, that, the reason that Dyke McMichael is going... Michael McDyke... Dyke McMichael? Dyke Carmichael. Dyke Carmichael. From is, Five Michael Lane. Uh, <laughs> is going, um, he's acquiescing. It's because his head's, he's been threatened by a gun and he's been shoved against it. There's nothing he can do. But he also has no ability to distinguish between a human and a shaved bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, say oh, what you like time. about the Carmichaels, but we are very stupid people. <laughs> this whole time, uh, Sally has been pointing to a tattoo that she has underneath one of her nipples that just says, I love being human. Filch, um. Filch, at this point, um, with a rogue, let's face it, um, terrorist cell <laughs> at loose uh. in the Zurich Orbital Gemeinschaft Bank, ancient security systems are already blinking into life and you can feel even incorporeal figure that you are, that a figure is coalescing before you. And soon you see the face and indeed body of a strange digital figure. Oh. So, um... In my... In my system much? Quickly, Filch, Filch, make a um, in make an intelligence check, DC ten. Eleven. You twink very well. So you recognise this through um, presumably Bobson's very brief training that this is an a piece of ice. This is an intrusion countermeasure. This is a limited AI construct which is designed to protect the Zog Blank from intrusion from a hacker, at which, unfortunately, you are currently being. Can I um, make myself into any form? You uh, can, like you can, but the... everything else in this, being, in, this, in this version of the Matrix can also do that. So form Ooh. is not an incredibly powerful ability. Okay, I form... Mm. Into Solid start. the ice's 
uh, immediate superior <laughs> controlling system. Sorry, no. So this ice which has formed itself in the body of what seems to be a prim woman with a silver mm. frosted hairdo who is sitting in a severe suit. What do you perform yourself as? You do not know this figure. This figure is meaningless to you. Yeah, so but you... I've got all the computers. No. It's not a... No, no, no. You just have to tell me what your shape you are now forming. Like, what is a superior form to a woman? Yeah, what do you think it is? No, superior, like, as in, sorry. What I is a superior clear. form to a woman in business? I wasn't clear. I am turning myself into its boss. But you don't know what that is. Well, it's a bigger version of her. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, so um, a shift and a shimmer of numbers and suddenly Vilge becomes the form of a woman with a frosted haircut and a severe suit that is some two metres taller than you, Ben. And then I say, acting outside of your pay grade much? I'm not entirely sure what's happening here. But I have to say, I'm not a massive fan. And so I suppose... Now this is happening. And can I attack her? Um, so you are a piece of ice. You have very limited understanding of the world. You, what you can do is you can try and do a deep scan to understand what she is, which is an opposed roll. So you can quickly make a countermeasure roll with plus two, and you need to beat that, Filge, with your own intelligence roll. So I rolled a nine. And so while she no, that's, that's a, a six. six. That's a six. <laughs> that is... That is definitely... Now, yours is at minus one, Filge, because you are not, how we say, smart. Mm. Uh, okay, but um, dice I... Camp, dice camp, dice hey, camp. Do I have no, no advantage at all? I'm, you had plus two, so you're I'm at eight. I'm thinking, like, bossy thoughts. Still minus one. And I oh. I'm like, gotta get to work. Deadlines, uh, paper, water coolers. I'm just listing things in my office. Chair, desk... Boss, deadline. Okay, so Leica, the limited AI countermeasure extrusion unit, what do you do? So I, I believe her to be my superior. Yes. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. And she puts down the martini that she had. Sorry, is this a drunk? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't think so, but maybe. Um, gosh, I'm so... Awfully sorry. Um, I guess I got my wires crossed. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh back. I go, drinking on the job? All right, so the security countermeasures... The security countermeasure system is controlled for now. It is trying to wake up and, in fact, inform the system that something nefarious is happening. But for now, Filge has a measure of control over it. And the elevator dings and shows your arrival to the sub-basement. Let's go. <laughs> um, Filge, can you tell us which way to go? Filge, um, you actually have control of the ice, so you have con- full access to the system and you know the path to the central processing unit. Inwards, I say. Inwards we go. All right. That is surprisingly all the information you need. And you make your way through what seems to be rooms of databanks, servers supercomputers and soon you find yourself at what seems to be blast shield doors that activate upwards and downwards an airlock if you will into a clean space 
which can only be the central processing unit of the Zurich Orbital Gemeinschaft Bank. Doors, eh? <laughs> Filled? Can you open the doors? I'm going to take this moment to say that this extra demand on the ice that controls Zogbank gives you a second chance to retaliate. Wait a minute. <laughs> that is a 15. And then I say, hmm, Easter weekend coming up. Like a me sure you'd like to have a long weekend with your family. Me know your daughter growing up with you away a lot of the time. You have to beat your... I suppose I have. Yeah. Shut your mouth and... The blast shields open. And you make your way. Still awkwardly... Walk straggling a motorcycle and walking... Yeah, you're the dragging door. not only a motorcycle, but a junior executive in a headlock. Like any of this. <laughs> As you... Oh, you don't like any of this at all. Wait a minute, I don't think I'm even getting a free road bike. Sure, why don't you jump on? Oh, all right, and he jumps on and he's hugging him. Um, he, you're behind me though, I'm driving. Yeah. As you make your way through the sub-basement and soon as you round a bend, you find yourself in a cold area where, quickly actually, um, make a perception check for me. All of you, I, I need somebody to make a 16. You. All right, that's fine. And you, you find yourselves in an area where you can see a humming supercomputer at the end of the road and surrounded by it, flanked even, on two sides are two turrets currently idling um, what seem to have powerful guns on them that are sitting there waiting for anyone to enter the corridor approaching them. You know instinctively, particularly you, Sally Gunbear, that this is the place you need to be. Fast on, fly kicks a gun. Okay, so you're just going to straight go in? Just straight up run in and kick a gun. <laughs> was, that, was that not what you planned, I get, No, that's... You do Before what you want. Before he runs, uh, Sally says, um, Now, I could easily take out all of these guns with my gun, but because you're so handsome and you did such a good job on my back, I'm going to let you have a, have a red hot go at it before I do. And fast on draws his sword and charges at the gun. And that starts combat. Launching into a fly kick. Congratulations. Not with his sword. I know. <laughs> Congratulations. All right. Baston, you go first. Here we go. This, we dice, this dice rolled a... Tw- how, how, how far away is it and what is the size of About 15 space? feet away. Uh, so from 15 feet away... What's that the- in metres? Uh, five meters. Five meters. Five, meters, five okay. meters away are the sentries, and then maybe four meters away is the central processing unit. Okay. Uh, oh, I should have kicked the processing. It's unit. too late. You, sh- you, <laughs> <laughs> you okay, run forward, drawing the n- the name sword oh. of Sergei von Zarevich. You charge. This oh, Barovia! This is plus seven. Right. You miss. And at that moment, the two sentry guns 
crackle into activity and for you they seem like simple security sentries, impassive, impossible to communicate. But for you, Filch, they seem to be fully vibrant personalities. Oh no! Oh God, we're guns. Intruders, I'm going to shoot one. I'm going to bloody, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to, oh, you said it, but I'm going to shoot one. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's very little limited range of things you can do, but yeah, I'm going to do it. Up, up, and there's not much that Filch can do already, but the first one already fires and with a 18 definitely hits. And Bobby, you take nine points of damage. Wait a second. Um, just to get... Are they, like, facing each other on either side of a corridor? They are on flanking the central processing unit. Okay. And now the next one up, they've so they've hit you nine points of damage, and Sally Gunbear, you are next up. Okay. Uh, so, Baston just got... He failed, right? Yep. Great. I flew past the turret. And now where are you? You're just on the ground? I'm, I'm probably pulling my... Standing up. Okay. Adjusting my uh, attacks. I lift him up. And uh, my claws pat him on the head. Uh, and then from behind his head, I pull out a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> uh, and I put them on. And then I uh, flick my baby. <laughs> flick my little baby open. Um, come on, I set up what it meant. Uh, and then I uh, use my cool gun. To do a haywire shot. Oh, haywire shot. Okay, yes. excellent. So quickly, I need you to. I did something right! Yay! <laughs> that is actually right. So you I need tell you me to do it. <laughs> quickly, as um, the figure, as the automaton, the piece of ice that controls them, I need you to beat a DC 14. You have plus zero. You rolled a nine. So <laughs> one of the sentry guns is immediately controlled by Sally Gunbear and swivels and fires a powerful shot at the second turret, which deals 3d6 points of damage to that turret, and... No, Terence, what are you doing? No, I'm sorry, Clive, I can't help it! Terence! 14 points of damage, quickly, Ah! Frizo, it's up to you. All right, I uh, take my beanbug gun. Teleportation exists in this universe, right? Go on. I fire it into the... I fire the, uh, the, the beanbag into the turret, like, gun hole. Dexterity check. Um, you need to be DC 17. That's 17. incredible. It's quite a precise shot to shoot a gun. Yeah, so you need 14 or higher. Uh, 13, damn it! I'm afraid that's not enough. Quickly, oh, Filch. 3, 16. I know, I know, I've added that. I'm sorry, oh, Filch, quickly, your go. Oh, Filch just looks at the two guns in the eye and just says, Give up! You're going to try and hack the and other... And she's got her corporate intimidation that yeah, she uses. Yeah, totally. So you've got to be D- DC 14. DC 14, you're still intelligent, so minus one. Ooh. Nine. You don't make anything. Bobby. Um, I say to Dykel Carmichael, um, Hey, mate. <laughs> yeah, what you want? Um, can you just, um, just give me a hug? I just got shot. I feel pretty bad. Oi, well, gosh. Seriously, is that what you want to do? And then, dude, does he do it? Uh, in my opinion, he does, because he's an idiot. So, and then I duck down on the cycle, and using him as a human shield, I gun it towards the turrets. 
um, and try okay, to Okay, the last working turn. That's really, really great. Um, so you just need DC 12. 15 will do it, and you make your way towards the turret. You can make a sneak attack on the turret. Okay, um, I've got the electric baton. No, no, yeah, so yeah, yeah, so you've got to just bonus 2d6 plus the um, cobra, which is a d8, which I don't have. Um, the diamondy one. one, thank you very much. That's it, that's what I needed, the green one. Thank you, Alex, but that was entirely the wrong dice. And um, yeah, 479, that's uh, so that's. Is that 479? Yep, so 13, 17 points of damage. That will explode the turret, which explodes in a shale of sparks. The other one already controlled by your haywire dart, and already the central core is open to you, Sally Gunbear. So all the guns are gone? Yeah, they're both exploded. One is exploded, the other one is for now controlled. By me. Um, cool. is, was Dykel shot on the way through? <laughs> You tell me. You're the man who decides these things. Um, no, Daikul... Oh, it's a good point. Okay, the so... We were in control of the other one. No, attack of opportunity on Daikul. And Daikul was 14. Yep, yeah, I'm afraid he was hit. Daikul... <laughs> oh! Tell me, ma'am! You're dead, Daikul. <laughs> tell me, ma'am, I died. <laughs> tell her I'm dead. Because that's important for her to know. This is the 10th innocent bystander you've killed this adventure. And Daikul Carmichael dies. And now already in front of you, Sally Gunbear, the central core processor is open. Great. So just still while I have control of that gun, I take my sunnies off, throw them into the air, and then get the gun to just shoot them. <laughs> Wonderful uh, flair. Kindred, yeah. roll it. Roll the dexterity check. Four, you miss. It shoots oh, the roof. The guns, the, the glasses land on the floor. It's so you, you throw up. a pair of glasses up in the air. <laughs> you fire, you miss, and Baston steals your glasses. Hey. <laughs> and, and blows her a kiss. I go to reprimand him, but then melts. Uh, uh, so then I uh, pull a pair of sunglasses out of... Uh, How many of these do you have? You don't need to know! And then uh, I pull a pair out of my back fold. <laughs> your your shaven. Oh, I back forgot fold. you were shaven. Yeah. yeah. Out of my back skin, uh, put them on, uh, and then I make my way towards the towards the thing. All right. right? Uh, Sally Gunbear makes her way towards the central core. Yep processing unit. The way seems to be passed already. One sentry gun on the fritz, the other already destroyed by an ordnance blast. It will not quickly be forgotten as the dragon friends have proven themselves. Corporate espionage units to be feared. The way is open. Freeside lies orbiting them in a lazy spiral above and this world does not know yet the threat that it shall face as the information flows cleanly into Filger's hand, a power over this corporation that she does not yet know how to deal with, but just, I guess, turns on the aircons and everybody has a nice time. Because this is what happens when you find your corporation in control of the Dragon Friends! The Dragon Friends are Simon Groner, Michael Hing, Eden Lacey and Alex Lee. Dungeon Master is David Harmon, NPCs played by Ben Jenkins... And also sometimes Ed Lacey. Special guest this episode was Kate Coates as Sally Gunbear, the bear with a heart of gold and also a gun and heaps of sunglasses. Music and editing by me, Benny Davis, and website and all other technical stuff done by Shakira Khan. For deleted scenes and other bonus content, head to patreon.com slash dragonfriends, plus find us on Facebook and Instagram and all the things. We leave you now with this banging remix of Girlfriend by Johnny PlayStation, done by Godafu. Link in the description. Oh my god, everyone, it's PlayStation here! Oh,
is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.